Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. You know, there's just something about a Sunday night pod. I don't know. It's this new thing we started this year. Kids are all tucked in. House is quiet, ready to start the week. Why not settle in and talk a little Oilers to get the week started? Welcome to Got Your Back, Sunday night story time edition. Jason Strudwick and Rob Brown are both standing by. The whole crew is here. And Zuby at the controls in Kelowna. Thanks so much for joining us. Got Your Back brought to you by our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC, as always. We're able to make it out to their massive Black Friday event. It was a huge success, and Phil and his crew want to thank you. Pass on the message, because of you, that they are the number one GMC volume dealership in Canada. Yes, right here in Sherwood Park. They have an extensive lineup of new and pre-owned vehicles ready to find a new home today, and they want to show you why they're number one. There's reasons for it, right? So if you mentioned that our podcast sent you, please do that. Go and see them. You'll get specialized pricing, three free ultimate detail packages on a new or used vehicle as well. Go see Phil and the crew in Sherwood Park or online, www.gmcpod.com. Oh, we had a blast. Live on location at Long Shots. Late last week, coming to you from the Long Shot Studio, available for corporate events. Take your crew golfing. Want to keep the staff happy as the snow starts to fall? Get a little golf in. Long Shots can help you do that. As we say, happy Sunday night to the fellas. Brownie, Struddy, how was the Sunday? Brownie, you first. What'd you get up to today, my man? Well, I, we had a Christmas party last night, so. Today was rest and recovery. You look sluggish. Look at his eyes, Struds. It was. It was. Uh, well, some of my, some of my friends decided that three thirty was the right time to leave. So, mm. and as the as the entertainer that I am, I had to stay up with them <laughs> and shots doing shots at two a.m. just so that we could stay up till three thirty a.m. So yeah, I was a little sluggish today. So it was, uh, but I was excited. The only thing keeping me going was knowing I was going to spend the evening with you two. Wow. It's true. Makes sense. Makes sense. Sounds like you need a good full night's sleep. Uh, for me, I had my first time of eggnog touching these luscious lips. And I'm telling you guys, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. <laughs> you big I, eggnog I know, guy? I know eggnog. I've been tasting eggnog for decades. And this year has got a special something to it. So I go with the light eggnog. And it's delicious, guys. I absolutely love it. So, eggnog. I probably drank a liter today. So I, I what? That's about ten thousand calories. How? No, you can't drink more than one glass of eggnog at any given like light two eggnog. three hour session, can you? Light. I don't do the the, the the fully loaded one. I do light. It's a little bit easier on the old tummy. Well, have you not noticed though, Shogger, that he well, we'll see it during the the episode here tonight. He's drinking the largest rum and coke I've ever seen right now. Too. <laughs> Let's see, Struds. Let's see it, buddy. Show us the it's Sunday not, night lead blanket. Uh, this no is label. My I make my own pop. I wish I made my own eggnog, but I don't have the time. 
Seriously, what is in that? What is that? What do you have? Soda stream. We just it it, it puts uh, you know gas oh, into the your, soda stream. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, I'm not going to brag. It's not like it's you know it's not like I have a time machine. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody in on the stream already that says Brownie looks shirtless. Ha ha. Oh, that's from Philip Short. You do kind <laughs> no. of the, uh, the nobody wants is... to see me shirtless. No, that'll never happen. No, <laughs> you, my wife asked me to put a shirt on before I go to bed at night too. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need a backscape, bud. You gotta maybe uh hey dark. Well, it's funny. The 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 gentlemen that do the backscape, their their nephews go to my academy. Oh, and okay. They, they've come there to me go. and they've said that if if they if I use it, that they will get a thousand dollars from their uncle. So I'm like, hey, bring it on, kids. What? I want you guys to have a college education or a trip to Disney World. So yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I think. I'll, I'll try anything you, once. I got one in the garage for you, buddy. So there we go. Uh, okay, guys, uh, let's get to the breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel, Edmonton's heavy-duty diesel truck repair shop, specializing in heavy-duty commercial truck and trailer repair, performance tuning and parts sales with seven bays and a vast dealer network. Their highly reviewed customer support team and pro diesel mechanics are ready to assist you with all of your needs. Check them out at Adrenaline Diesel. .ca. Uh, how did you guys feel when the team was playing well and you got hit in the face with a big, long break? It almost seems to me like you'll take it because you're a little banged up, Struds, but at the same time, this is not really what this team needed right now. They needed it a month ago. <laughs> That's what yeah. they needed. <laughs> a time away to get away and just get away from each other. So it is, it's not ideal. There's no doubt about it, but, but you can't control it. So what you can control is what you do in the, over these three practices, right? To kind of get yourself going, um, try to add another layers to your game and continue to try to, you know, establish what your, what your identity is going to be under the new coach or even what your new role might be or what, identify what your role is on this team. So yeah, it's, it's not great Brownie at all. It's not, but I was thinking the other day as, as they came back and beat the Jets, it turned out to be pretty good. Now they got five days feeling good about themselves. I know that sometimes when things are going well, you think, okay, this would be a good time for a break. But entire break, all those practices, every day coming to the rink, you're in a bad mood. You're reading the social media. You're listening to the media. You're listening to the fans. Right now, they get five days. Everything's positive. They got a new coach coming in. Now they have practices. And they actually can implement some of the stuff that he talked about. You can't really – when he came in and took over – Knoblock, there wasn't a whole lot he could do because it was just X's and O's on a chalkboard. Yeah. So now he actually gets to put things into practice. So when you're playing well, yes, you want to play every second night, but there are some benefits. The simple fact that this team is winning, feeling good about themselves, they were able to enjoy this break. Chatted with Connor McDavid a little bit today. Kind of put that same notion to him, just how well they're playing. And this break hits him at a funny time as we get to the Weiss Johnson sound box. Because you really have found your stride here. The results are there. And then, boom, you get, you get this big, long break. Yeah. Good, bad. Like, Well, I mean, we're going we're gonna to use it uh, the best way we can. And that's obviously to rest and, and uh, make sure that we come out of the, come out of the break um, flying. Um, that's all we can really do at this point, just prepare for, for the next one. McDavid, with a busy weekend, flew out to Toronto, inducted into Canada's Walk of Fame. So probably saw some of that action on social media. Uh, so nice honor for McDavid there. But he insisted on getting back in time to practice with the group today. I was down there today, guys. Pretty snappy practice. 
Um, I wouldn't say that they did a ton tactically. It was just lots of moving pucks and lots of, you know, uh, good high tempo drills. They had they did some fun stuff too. Uh, no Darnell Nurse and no Evander Kane maintenance days for both of those players. What's the first day back on the ice like, Brownie, after two days? I know, like, they're finely tuned athletes, so it's not going to be a big deal. But they're so finely tuned, you probably feel it after two days of no skating. Well, when I played, none of us were finely tuned, so we really felt it quite a bit when we came back <laughs> after a few days off. It was hard. And back in, in, in our era, the first practice, it would be a bag skate. The, the coaches would be more or less angry that you actually had a couple of days off. So <laughs> they, it would be a hard practice. Um, the players nowadays, it, I mean, they don't notice. I mean, guys, what did Kucherov a couple years ago didn't play a single game the whole regular season and won no. the MVP in the playoffs. So these guys are in such good shape now, it wouldn't affect them. I think what they really needed was rest. They got rest. And whether it pays dividends in game one after this break, it will pay dividends in game 12, 15, 20 after the break. They were able to get some time off, see their families, see their kids, whatever it is. They got to enjoy a little bit of uh, normal time for five days. So today's practice, they would get the feel of the pucks. The next two days will start being a little more tactical and a little more higher paced. I think a mental break. That's what I think I would appreciate about this. You know, it's been such an emotional roller coaster between talking about winning the Stanley Cup, coming out with a thud, getting a new coach and then getting on a heater, like just an absolute disaster. Like I couldn't imagine the emotional toll that the guys would be feeling. So I think just a break. And you saw guys like, I think, uh, I think both Kulak and um, Derek, Derek Ryan went to a, a golden bear game. I believe I think Kulak was out at some hockey tournament uh, doing yeah. some stuff and guys were just, just relaxing and being with your family or kids or a girlfriend or whatever it is. Uh, just taking a deep breath, I think, and just, okay, we're, we're okay. I think that's the biggest thing. So now you hit the ice today and then you kind of get going the next couple and you start now looking ahead to, to the first game on Wednesday. So reasons for optimism and reasons for concern. There are kind of plenty of both right now. You know, and somebody just chimed in on the stream too. A couple teams passed us since breakfast. <laughs> but that's the way it goes <laughs> in the standings, right? Oilers in eighth, uh, well, eighth place in the wild card race anyways. Still in and around that six-point range. But Anaheim, Minnesota, they're now staring up at those teams. But things are coming along for the Oilers. They've won seven of their last ten. They've won four in a row. Reasons for positive energy, right? Um, some of the metrics that they were a little banged up on earlier on in the year are getting better, right? So they're third in the league in inner slot shots that they're they're putting on nets. They're fourth in expected goals, the quality of their shots versus you know the the expectation that they'll go in and their special team struds. Both special teams are reasons for optimism, and that's big for a team to maybe come back and and hopefully for them to be able to continue relying on it. Well, I think we could all agree that at some point the power play would would improve. I don't I don't think that that was going to be maybe not be historic levels, but it was going to get better. And so we saw that the real concern was the penalty kill. You know, that was an area that we'd identified prior to season that had to be improved, um, and it didn't start off great. Uh, at all. In fact, it was it was struggling quite badly. And then coaching change was made. Stewart took over. And since then, it's been quite successful. Now, is it a hot streak or is there something he's changed? I think there are little small changes he's made. Um, but it, you know, it also, it's, 
the biggest thing is confidence. You know, when you step over the boards and you feel like you will kill a penalty, you have a much better chance if you go there saying, I'll be back right away, coach. Yeah. <laughs> Being 30 or less. Yeah. Don't close the door. <laughs> Chatting with uh, Chris Knobloch today, the media was about the penalty kill. We'll go back to the Weiss Johnson sound box. It's Edmonton's first choice for all your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing needs. They're certified techs available 24-7 year-round to ensure that you can get help whenever that might be needed. Their team's committed to total customer satisfaction. Give them a call at 780-463-3096. Good timing, Doobie. Good timing, buddy. Here's Chris Knobloch. Now, one of the things that he's done is he's shrunk up the penalty kill group. He's given players roles, and they know what those roles are. Here he is talking about what can happen if you don't do that. You get too many guys killing, it just takes away the ownership of um, performing well. It's not my job, and uh, but when I know I'm up and I know it's my responsibility to do it, you're more invested and you're going to do a much better job. What do you think of that, Struds? You've talked about, I mean, he, he feels like if you have too many people invested, not enough people are taking ownership over it. That's an interesting sentiment. I, I completely agree. Well, it's it's about giving everyone a role, giving everyone a job to do. This is your job. Go out and do it. I believe you can do it. Now show me that you can or can't do it. And so this is something I've been talking about for a while. Um, you know, nothing wrong with Leon Connor going out there moonlighting, but they don't need to be out there all the time. There's a real push, it feels like, on many NHL teams to get your best players out there all the time to kill penalties. And I, I don't really understand that because what is the cost to your other players when those guys are out there as far as them feeling invested, feeling involved. So, you know, there are moments where you like them brownie out there, but I, for the most part, I want everyone to have a job so they feel that they're coming with a job to do tonight, not just sit on the bench for, you know, 56 minutes of time. Well, and more so struts with the Oilers, because if you look at other teams, if Matthews and Marners in Toronto, if they kill, it's not as bad because they roll four lines. Or if Vegas puts Eichel on their penalty kill, it's okay because they still roll four lines. The Oilers' fourth line doesn't play hardly. And it's not just this coach. It was the last coach who's the one before. The other night, I think they all got six, seven minutes. So if you've got guys in your fourth line that can't kill, they've got no rules. They're more or less space spacers on the bench. You know what? Keeping the <laughs> yeah. forwards and the, the defensemen away from each other. Uh, you have Everyone has to have a role on a team. And there's going to be situations when you're down a couple goals, you put your best players out to kill because you can score a goal with Connor and Leon. But everyone's got to feel part of it. And the one thing that we've seen in the last couple of years in the playoffs, the others have been beat by teams that ran four lines. And the others have talked about it. We have to be better as a four-line team. The only way you're going to have four lines rolling is if you have everyone has a role. So five on five, the fourth line, you're only going to get five, six minutes. But I got you. You're going to be on our second power play unit. You two, you guys are going to be penalty killers. Third line, same thing. Everybody has to know when they go into the game. And I love what Knobloch said. Then they take ownership in what they're, you know, I'm a penalty killer. Every time I'm going to go out there, I'm going to make sure we don't get scored on. And you sit and you talk to your partner that you go out with time and time again. So 100%. Strud's been banging this drum for a long, long time. It's about time a coach finally listened to Strud's. Obviously, watching the podcast, <laughs> said Strud's is right, and here's what we're going to do now. You're welcome, Waters fans. <laughs> you are welcome. Any other uh, any other changes, Strud's? Anything else you want to uh, throw out there for an Oblock? 
Did I want to see? Um, I got to give yeah, him time. Else, he's he's trying to get his here. own. He's trying to get his own game plan in right now. Shogger, I wouldn't step on his toes. <laughs> Wait till the next week. I'll have some new ideas for him. I got to keep stringing these guys along. Uh, Oiler fans were kind of uh, the hair was on fire a little bit with all the reporting this week about where their scouts were deployed to, <laughs> in particular Columbus. Uh, lots of chatter about what they might potentially be looking at doing out there. And, of course, the goaltenders are always going to come up. So I know it'll come up and ask us anything, but I might as well, we might as well get you, Brownie, while you're here. Like, whereas Leakins is the one guy that, I mean, he's in and around the same salary cap hit as Jack Campbell. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily see a fit here. This is a pretty, you know, he, he's he's even more on the cap. The numbers are certainly better this year, but uh, I'm not sure that between what it costs to get him and what it costs to move Campbell that it's going to make sense. But do you see a marriage there at all, Brownie? Do you think the orders could potentially be looking to make a deal there? I, I don't think so. And again, I think it's just contracts. I mean, he's got yeah. a big contract for a number of years, isn't it? Like three more years left on his contract? Yeah, three more years at 5.4 after this So, year. yeah, no, I, I don't see that being a possibility. I, I believe they're going to give Campbell another chance, hope it works out. And then after that, then they're going to go and look for something. But it's got to be, uh, it, it's all money right now for the Oilers. If it was easy to do, it would have been done already. And it would have been done a long time ago because they really struggled out of the gate with goaltending. So I don't see that being the goaltending change. I think first up is going to be Jack Campbell. Hope that it works out. And if not, uh, then you start looking for other options. I mean, right now, Stuart Skinner's playing well. And I do believe this Oiler team is Stuart Skinner and Pickard are your two goalies will make the playoffs with those two. I think now you get into trouble in the Stanley Cup playoffs if it's Skinner and Pickard. Because that would be the problem that you would have if anything happened to Skinner now Here's your backup goaltender in the Stanley Cup playoffs. What do you think, Struds? I think if Elvis had one year on his deal, I would make the trade. This is the end of it. I'd be like, okay, let's make the deal. Because I, I don't see it as a massive upgrade on, on uh, Jack Campbell. That's on what, just on it, what he's right? So what are you what are you trading for? You, you know, and I'm 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 just gonna assume that the Columbus will retain 400 grand so the money was the same. But you better be really sure that this is the guy, that this guy is going to be better than Jack Campbell. Um, I guess he is in the NHL right now, so I guess by that standard he would be higher. But sure. I, I really – I can't see this – like what would even it cost to trade? I, I can't see this yeah. being a big – what do you put on there, Shogger? As, as a low or a high, whatever you want, a draft pick? Like there can't be much. They're the same. Yeah, well, and that's just it, right? So you have to attach draft picks and and – equity to Campbell to even move that deal and then you got to figure out how to make this deal work with Columbus it just and it's it's voodoo right I don't know that it's truly going to be the upgrade that you hope it is so I'm not sure that it makes a ton of sense um I mean you're just hoping hey Shogger you're just hoping it's not like you're trading for a guy that has actually won before you're just hoping that this guy is better than what we have and I'm not sure you want to give up a lot for a hope I well, I mean, if uh, if Campbell comes back and is very clearly the backup and all he needs to do is manage true backup starts, which mm-hmm. is one every, what, four games? Yeah. Every five games? One every four or five games? Like Skinner with this rest here. I mean, can Skinner play the next four in a row? Probably, I would think, hey? So Skinner, they've got some time to just ride him, see where Campbell's game goes, 
and kind of bide their time a little bit. And it wouldn't surprise me if that's what they did. Struds, I know you have a potential trade suggestion, but you're not going to make it now. We're going to make people wait until we take a lap a couple of segments away. Struddy's thought process on... Struddy, how would you describe your suggestion? What will people think? I think it'd be a, a, a sneaky move like we did see from Clean Costin. So, a sneaky move, okay. A sneaky yeah. move suggestion sneaky, from guys. Jason Strudwick coming yeah. up in Doing our it. ask or in our uh, taking a lap segment. Okay, uh, we're going to talk lots more Oilers in, in Ask Us Anything. Chris is monitoring the stream, and I see lots of different questions on lots of different topics. We'll kind of be a dog's breakfast here on a Sunday night, uh, given that there hasn't been a game for a few days and won't be for a few more. So we can take your questions on anything and all things Oiler-related or whatever you want coming up and Ask Us Anything. We've got Struddy's World tonight, and we've got story time coming up next. The guys are going to... Pull out some classic stories. Uh, that's coming up in takeaways. Very short break. Uh, we will be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. Christmas is just around the corner, and we've got everything you need for the athlete and sports fan on your list. With over 30 different sports under one roof, including hockey, bikes, ball, and our amazing fan shop, United is your one-stop shop for everything sport. Don't know what to buy? A United gift card is always a fan favorite. United Sport and Cycle, your Santa's workshop for over 95 years. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefineHealth.com. All right, time to get to takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Great to see Chris and a few of the staff out at Long Shots the other night. You know what makes a good present under the Christmas tree? A skidoo for the kids. Well, maybe not under the Christmas tree. Bit of a tight fit. Martin Motorsports has skidoo MXZ120 and MXZ200 used snowmobiles in stock. Just waiting to add a Christmas bow to them starting at $44.99. Your whole family can ride this winter. Stop by Martin Motorsports West or South Edmonton to see one today. And we remind you that Rob Brown's appearances on the podcast are brought to you by Kinprint. Still reversed. Helping you find creative ways to promote your brand. High quality apparel with top of the line brands. Make sure you visit Kinprint.ca. Kevin and company company were at Long Shots as well. By the way, Struds, you forgot something. Uh, where is it? Oh, right here. So Kevin came all the way out to Kinprint just for you. Brownie, I got one for you too. Yay. Had the uh, Got the branded uh, coffee mug struds. Remember he came and saw you and then you yes. bolted out of there without grabbing it. So we got Kuma and Kinprint there. Oh, I love it. I got to get one of those. I need a new one. Yeah, buddy. These these are high-end, man. I never. I always lose coffee mugs. Always. And I got a couple of these last what? year. I still have them. Why do you Love lose them? them? Are you just careless? I just, I, it's one of those things. You just, you can't keep a good one. Yeah, leave it at the rink. Leave it, you know, leave it somewhere. I just, I'm terrible with stuff like that. Brownie, I got oh, one I'm for sure. you too, buddy. I'm no, sure I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm sure the people from Kinprint are excited to hear that. <laughs> uh, we're going to get that hat straightened out one of these days, too. I'm putting that on Zuby that all that's still backwards. Like, Zuby, as the technical brains behind the podcast, we either need to fix it for him or edu- educate him on how to fix it for himself. What do you think? No, I think it's you're going to have to fix it for me. There's zero chance I'd be able to do it myself, even with step-by-step directions we did try. We, we tried one time <laughs> we're never on we were never on here early enough or or uh brownie's on the phone in his car driving home although someone had a good i think it was brownie i think it was your suggestion that we should get kinprint to print a hat where the where the Backwards. logo's reversed <laughs> <laughs> you dummies we gotta be able to figure this out goodness all the technology we have at our disposal Uh, I wanted to do story time tonight, guys, because, well, stories are always fun. Got thinking about uh, Coach. I was listening to some people talk about Dean Everson and how animated he could be at times and such, and got me thinking about coaches and how angry coaches back in the day used to get, maybe compared to how they get now. It's not very often we see a coach completely blow his top, like Jimmy Playfair way back in the day tearing his uh, tie off and basically looking like he wanted to rip his shirt off like Hulk Hogan. But I wanted to ask you guys, and uh, Strudge, maybe you can go first. What is your recollection of the time you most pissed off a coach and made him go snap show? Well, there there was many times that happened, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to talk in general about my team. So it was the Vancouver Canucks, and we, we had hired Mark Crawford. He had previously won a Stanley Cup with Colorado. So every time we took our team, our team went to Van- from Vancouver to Colorado to play the Avalanche, he really wanted to win. So I, I, I can't remember a specific player. And I, I looked it up, and I don't, I don't think he ever actually played. I think he was just called up and never played. It was a goalie. Uh, I believe he was a goalie. But anyway, so we play the night before, and we lose. So the next day, we have a practice in, in – um, and sorry, we brought up a player. I, if I remember correctly, he's a goalie, but he didn't play. I didn't even dress. And so he was there maybe just for whatever, for safety or whatever. And so we, we go and we, we, we practice the next morning at like, I think it was Denver University or something. It was pretty cool to go and play that. And, and we lost and he, he wasn't happy, right? We knew he wasn't happy. You could tell by his, 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 uh, his practice and the way he talked to us and he wasn't mad, but, or wasn't happy. So we knew he was mad. So after he's like, we're going to have a meeting. So we go into our dressing room. We're sitting in the dressing room with this Denver University. And this poor kid, I don't, I, like I said, he's a European. I don't, I don't think he played at all. And he was just sitting there, minding those, like just having a banana or something. And Mark Crawford starts going around the room, just yelling at us and how, you know, we're not playing well and this and that. And this is, you know, things are going to change. Like, and if you guys don't start playing better, this guy's getting sent down. And the guy just looked up. <laughs> he had a banana. <laughs> He had a banana in his mouth. He wasn't even involved in the game. <laughs> so, so, I was dying. I'm dying. This poor guy. He's like, he's like, what? Sorry. Mark Robert finishes off. We all just start howling, like obviously in our shirts and stuff like that. And sure enough, like a day later, this kid got sent down. He never, oh. he never saw him again. So oh. he, but he was so funny. He's just sitting in the bed. He's like, and you're, he's like, what? What, 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 what did about? I do? <laughs> That's amazing. This oh guy, this, he didn't even say his name. Just said this guy. This guy, this guy's getting sent down. And, we're, and and like, we all looked like, I don't even know what his name is. He's been here for like 10 hours. <laughs> he's like, just eat a banana. Gone. 
Oh man! Wow. So there's so, somebody hurting on the other end of this story somewhere oh, right now. I, if anyone knows who it is, I, I I know he came up. I don't think he played, and he he because I tried to look for his name on all the the years, and I, I couldn't find it. Uh, but man, was it funny! You just just collateral damage, Ray Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been collateral damage a few times. Try to know what that's like. <laughs> It's funny when you said we're going to do a story about the maddest the coach has ever been at you. I'm like, oh, God, how many hours can I go? There's been a lot of coaches <laughs> mad at me over the years. I remember, though, in junior, I was playing for Hitch, and it was a morning skate. We were playing that day, and he got mad at the team, and he starts bag skating us in the morning skate, down and back, down and back. And I'd had, I was the captain of the team, and I'd had enough, and I just yelled out, F you, screamed it as loud as I could. And Hitch <laughs> blows the whistle what did you say and i'm like well i'm the captain i'm the leader i'm not gonna back down i i was against the boards i said exactly what i said and he just kept coming closer and closer what did you say to me and he belly bucked me right into the boards and hitch was a big man and it just took all the air out of me and like i'm like going down he goes you you're off the team done you're done go so he kicked me off the team so i had to leave the the, the rink got undressed, walked across the street to the Candles Blazers office where my father is, who's the general manager of the team. So I walk into his office. My dad's on the phone, and as he's on the phone, he's like looking at his watch and looking at the clock, and he goes, I'll call you right back. He goes, what'd you do now? I said, I, I don't know what I did, Dad, but Hitch kicked, <laughs> Hitch kicked me off the team. All right, let's go back. So we walk back across the street, and my dad calls Hitch aside, Hitch, you can't kick Rob off the team. I've had enough. I'm done. I'm kicking him up. Nope, you can't hitch. Why can't I? Well, two reasons. One, he's my son, and I'm your <laughs> boss. Two, he's the best player in the league, so we're probably not going to kick him off the team. Well, that's it. Spike, give me a toothbrush. And he gave me a toothbrush, and I had to clean all the seats in the stands at the old War Memorial. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of many times. Hitch, Hitch used to kick me out of practice once a week, and it was awesome. Mark Recchi was my line mate there, my buddy. And he would kick me out of practice 20 minutes, and that's it. Get off the ice. So I would get undressed. Mark Recchi's family lived up the street from the arena. So I'd go up to Mark Recchi's house. Mrs. Recchi would make me a grilled cheese sandwich. I'd be <laughs> sitting on the couch watching TV when Rex would come back from practice. He's like, does Hitch not understand? That when he kicks you off, you're coming here, you're eating, you're watching TV, and we're getting bag skated. And I go, I think that's why Hitch is just, he just wants to get rid of me for a couple hours. So, yeah. Wow. Me and Hitch had a complicated relationship. Wow. <laughs> How are you now? Oh, Hitch and I have always been good friends. I, I love Hitch. He spent uh, two two times, three times over the years when I was in, yeah. uh, in the States. He'd come over for Christmas dinner. He, if he was in an area city that he didn't have anyone. So we've always been very, very good friends. But there were some times I was, I knew how to get under his skin. And I would no. do it quite often. <laughs> you irritate <laughs> everybody. <laughs> kicks, kicks the captain off the team. That was bold of you to just start chucking F-bombs at him too, though. Like oh, that's well, well, you... If you played for Hitch, there's yeah. every player that's ever played for Hitch at one time would have wanted to say that to Hitch. Yeah. Struz, did you was Ed Dempsey the D coach when you were in Kamloops? He was, yeah, yeah, he so, was. So Shaq was my head coach uh, in the short time that I was there, and uh, it's not a long story. We had a game in Spokane one night, and it wasn't going well for me. And uh, I was skating up by the bench, 
And all I heard was, get on here. And he literally reached over the boards and grabbed <laughs> me by my shoulder pads. Wasn't through the gate, pulled me <laughs> over the boards. So I was physically removed from the ice by my junior coach. And then was informed in front of the team, you are the worst junior hockey player I've ever seen. <laughs> and Reesh, it's not even close. <laughs> that was the speech I got in the room after. To this day, my buddies that I played with still still bring that one up. Anyway. Well, I mean, I mean, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. So, no. I mean. no, I was like, look, man, I can't, I, I'm not going to be able to argue with you, Ed. I guess I'm just wondering why why'd you pick me. Like, you were the one that picked the team. So I guess that makes you a pretty shitty talent evaluator. <laughs> Anyways, all right, that was Sunday story time. I love it. Sunday story time brought to you by Martin Motorsports. We're going to change up the order of things a little bit because Brownie, we want him to stick around for Struddy's World. So after a short break, Struddy's World coming up. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. <laughs> All right. Time for Struddy's World. Brought to you by Pathfind. When it's time to make tough cuts, remember the power of a well-executed strategy Include Pathfind outplacement services for your transitioning employees, and you'll be ensuring a smooth transition for your valued team members. Visit pathfind.ca to discover how they can assist you. Struddy, what is on the menu on this Sunday night, buddy? Yeah, I love I love Gene Principe. You know, I remember when I played when I played for the Oilers, uh, or even before that, I knew who he was. I was aware of him, and he's he's a very well liked guy around community. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's fun. He's engaging. He's a great guy. And then we have Fernando Pisani, uh, also from the community, also Italian. I should have mentioned Gene's Italian. Um, you know, he, he is not, not as much fun as Gene and, you know, some would say not as personable, but he's definitely in the community and, and, uh, you know, seems to do some good things because people seem to like him for both what he contributed to the on the ice, but off the ice. But, you know, recently, over the last couple of years, you know, Gene's an old, getting up there a little bit, and Gene's got the tight hair, and he's kind of going salt and pepper. And he looks good. He's an attractive man. He's a very attractive man. And then he got Fernando Where Pizzani. Where are we going here? He's a little, a little bit oh. younger, and he's also salt and pepper. But 
I wonder, like, they seem to be cut from the same mold because Gene Principe is kind of well put together and organized, whereas Pisani recently is starting to look like a half melt, half melted candle. So you know, is <laughs> is like is they look <laughs> they <laughs> they look they're both they're both look very similar. If you see them on the street, you'll be blown away. I saw them both within forty eight hours, and boys. I'm telling you, there are twins, except one is the original and one is the half melted candle. <laughs> you, uh, hang on, where is it here? Here's Fernie. That's that's a very generous picture. That is that is not since that's pre-COVID. <laughs> uh, so your your oh. assertion in Strutty's world tonight. Is that Fernando Pisani is starting to look more like Gene Principe? That's what you. That's where we're going. That's where we've gone. He looks like Gene, and this is going to sound mean, but it's coming from a good place. (laughs) Fernando Pisani looks like Gene Principe after a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Fernie's going to be so mad at you. Oh, Oh, my God, he's going to be so mad. Is he going to be pissed? Like I don't, oh, I don't know him as well as you guys. How's he oh, going to take this? Oh, he'll, he'll be mad. He, he'll be mad. He, well, I'll be when when Struds was doing radio and he would he would say something about Fernie and it would get back to Fernie. He's like, I can't believe he said that about me. I like seriously. He, do you hear what he said about me? And it wasn't anything like when he just called him to an, an outer shape Gene Principe right now. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said he looks. You like, said he looks like a melted candle, <laughs> half melted, half melted candle. Melted candle. What is that? Wow. So, so wow. we're gonna have to guys, have Fernando. He, we're gonna have to have him on so he can defend himself at some point. He is now on the list. So similar, so similar, man. When their hair is long, it's eerie how similar they look. It was funny because you pointed that out. It was at the um Heritage Classic because they had them all on the ice and they went and they had a close up like Fernando. Like it was close up on them forever, and you're like, oh my god, that's Gene Principe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, gosh, he's, Gene's in really good shape. I'm like, <laughs> he, you weren't here last podcast, Brownie, but he was our gem of the day last podcast. Yeah, so Principe is getting a lot of action on the Got Your Back pod here for a Sportsnet guy, I would say. Well, he's actually in, in stress when he's talking about it. He's, he, when I first started doing media here, Gene Principe was one of the people that was the best to me. He's in, yeah. He could be one of the nicest people yeah. you have ever met. In yeah. sport, in life, he's just an incredible person. And Fernando is Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> he is, I love Fernie. I and, love he's, Fernie is a good, good yeah. man. Awesome. And also, Fernando lives in St. Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Say something nice about Fernando. He lives in St. Albert. <laughs> wow. All right. Book Fernando Pisani as a future guest here on Got Your Back. Oh, uh, all right. That was Scruddy's World. Brought to you by Pathfind. Brownie, that'll be the end of you tonight, buddy. Thanks for uh, hanging in for an extra segment to have a laugh. Uh, oh, are you kidding me? I would not want it to miss it. I, now, at least when Fernando texts me in five minutes, I'll be able to talk him off the ledge here. What did Struddy say about me tonight? You don't want to know. This is one podcast, Fernie. You might not want to watch. That's awesome. All right, coming up after the break, we're going to take a lap and then our Ask Us Anything segment as well as our gem of the night. So still lots to come here. Brownie, take care, pal. We'll talk later this week. See you, Brownie. See you guys. All right, we'll be right back. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises. 
with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use a promo code Ferguson to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club is YEG's top destination for adult recreational sports. Offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey for all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Freddy. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at edmontonsportsclub.com. All right, welcome back to the podcast. It is time for the segment that is taking Got Your Back by Storm. Highly popular, in part because of our sponsor, in part because of the fantastic name. Time to take a lap, Struds. Brought to you by our good buddies at Backscape. This product is taking the online world by storm right now. It's everywhere. Get rid of unwanted back hair all by yourself with Backscape. The water-resistant rechargeable shaver coupled with long handle lets you take care of business on your own. Shave in any direction with no bumps or cuts. It's easy. It's awesome. Right now, it's their biggest sale of the year with 30 to 50% off. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com. And choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door. All right, buddy. A uh, couple of stops around the league, starting with a former Oiler in uh, Tyson Berry. Yeah, there was a, a tweet by Elliot Freeman on Saturday saying that uh, Tyson Berry was going to be a healthy scratch in that game. I know he, mm-hmm. he went over for the uh, Matthias Ekholm trade, and now he didn't play tonight either. So that's two games in a row where where Tyson Berry hasn't played. He hasn't scored. He's you know I think he's got you know close to eight nine assists somewhere in there. Um, one year left on his contract. And, you know, Elliot Freeman uh, reported that the, the team is letting him, he and his agent look for other places, other opportunities for him to play. He's averaging about 19 minutes a night. And so when I saw that, I immediately thought, does this make sense for the Oilers at any level? Um, you know, where does he fit in? What does he bring to this group? He's a very good puck mover. I think that's something that the Oilers could use more of to transition the puck out of their zone. Right now, they don't have a ton of natural puck movers. Uh, but I think they could use that. But I feel like they they need the other end more, a defending mm-hmm. type defenseman. Um, I, I don't see Tyson Barrett coming in on the in the top four pair. He did. I think I might remember he played pretty well with uh, Kulak and Barry were a pretty good partnership there. So I could see that making some sense. But the price tag at four, for whatever four and a half million, whatever it is, the price tag just doesn't work. And they have more urgent needs than another puck moving defenseman so i don't think there's a fit for the others i feel for tyson i really like him i think he's really well liked here shocker but i just don't think there's a fit here yeah i i agree with you struds like i think when when the orders moved tyson berry one of the big reasons they did it and they felt comfortable doing it was because they were ready to hand the reins to evan bouchard right they were ready to say you are ready for more we believe in you and they, whether he deserved it or not, because if you recall up to that point in the mm-hmm. season, he hadn't been very good. And so they handed it to Evan Bouchard and he did fantastic with it. Now, it also happened at the same time they brought in Matthias Ekholm. And that obviously made a big difference for them as well. Um, but it was it was a big thing for Bouchard to take that step. 
And I agree with you, man. They need they need a stout defender before they need a guy, another power play guy. You know, I, uh, to me, they need to upgrade their ability to defend and protect the slot and those sorts of things for them to get to where they want to go. Yeah, I think that it, it would have to be. It'd be like if you got him for a million dollars, I'd be all over it, right? Because yeah, I think right. he could, he could really move that puck and look well. But it just there's not a fit. I I just hope he finds a place that he can play. I'm surprised that it isn't there in Nashville. Uh, next stop of the Ottawa Senators. You know, man, this mm. team's had a lot of things go sideways, right? Whether you're looking at a, a suspended player right off the hop of the year for gambling, or some kind of gambling infringement with the league, then you look at the change of the GM, sale of the team, like just lots going on, and they've had a bit of a tough start. But if you look at the absolute points where they're at right now, they're at or near the bottom of the league, but they have way less games played. There are 19 games played. And, you know, if they win, there's some teams that have played six more games than them, seven. If you add that, if they win them all, they're going to move up that standings quickly. Unlikely that's going to happen. But this team is kind of wondering where they're going. The team, uh, you know, has spoken to the GM, new GM, Steve Steele. They want some... um, Stability, so they don't want to fire the coach, but I'm not sure that DJ Smith is a long-term solution. That's not anything against DJ Smith. Right. I just think when it comes in, you get a new one. That probably happens towards the end of the year, if I'm guessing. Anyways, so you start looking through that lineup, and there's a player I've liked for a while, and, and he's a very small piece, but I would almost call it like a clean costume type deal. Right. And I'm going to identify the player's name is Matthew Highmore. Now, if you're not familiar with him, I get it. This isn't a, a massive player off of Ottawa, and some of you are probably thinking Thomas Shabbat or something like that. But the, what, the thing I like about Matthew Highmore is he's on a very low contract. He's on a two-way deal, 775. But what he does and what I like about his game, he plays with a lot of energy, right? He brings a lot of jump. Now, the challenge that might be a bad fit for the Oilers because they have Hamblin. I believe Hamblin is a similar type player, maybe a little bit smaller. Hamblin's like, I think, just under six feet. Uh, sorry. Highmore is just under six feet. Yeah, 5'11". But, but if you're looking for an energy type player that brings it, you know, and, and he's had some decent, one good year, I believe, in Vancouver, and that's where I remember him from. Um, so he's been kind of going up and down in the waivers. I believe he was just sent down today. If I, and that's what kind of got me thinking about him, Shogger. Yeah, so he had the one year with five goals in 46 games in Vancouver, right, in his 12 points. Um, you know, I did a little bit asking around about him. You know, moves reasonably well. And this is a nibbling around the edges move, bud. Like, this is very much nibbling oh, yeah. around the edges like we talked yeah. about before. But you never know when you might bring in a guy and he finds something that he hasn't necessarily found before. I mean, he does have 145 games of NHL experience at this point. Uh, he's got 28 points in that time. So without having had eyes on him a few times this year, it's tough to really make a determination as to, you know, if I think it's a good idea or not. But... You know, you you had guys coming in at the start of the year to compete for this job, and nobody really grabbed it, did they? I mean, you think about it, right? Whether it was Peterson or, you know, Gagne was hurt. But, you know, you had players that were brought in to fill this need, and they still haven't really been able to fill it. Now, Hamlin's doing a good job. For sure he's doing a good job. And that would set him back. So depending on, you know, how you make it fit and everything, do you think that fourth line center is an area of concern for them right now? Uh, if Hamlin was four inches taller, I'd feel a lot better about that. Right. And, and, and that's just reality. When you're looking at who you're going to have to go through, whether it's LA or, well, let's say both, most likely, if you're going to get out of this division, you're probably going to have to beat LA and, and, and Vegas. And quite honestly, I think I'm more scared of LA. If you want to know the truth, yeah. they've got, 
Big players. I think big they won standards. tonight, didn't they? They beat Colorado tonight, I think. Yeah, 4-1, yeah. they beat the Colorado yeah. Avalanche tonight. They're 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 a really good team, really really good team, and they're big and they're and both both groups are, so you're going to need some bigger guys to push back. And I'm not talking about unskilled big guys. I'm talking about skilled big guys because that's what those teams have, right? So that's my concern with Hamblin. Um, now, is it is it the end of the world? No, I mean you can still get things done, but it just gets a little heavier and harder uh, when it matters the most. So I, I am I so to answer your question, yes, I am long term. Not short-term, but long-term as far as heading into what will hopefully be a playoff run. All right, sounds good. That was Take a Lap, brought to you by our good friends over at Backscape. Final segment of the pod. And Zuby, no commercials in between, right? We're just rocking and rolling right in to ask us anything here. Roll right in, yep. Roll right in. Uh, we've seen lots of different topics being thrown in on the live stream, so we'll get to as many as we can here over the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, time for Ask Us Anything, brought to you by Rini Buclan, Shark of the Park of Maxwell Devonshire Realty, Sherwood uh, serving Sherwood Park, Edmonton, and surrounding area. Let Rini help you navigate the biggest investment of your life, and that is your home. She works with a select number of clients to give you all the time you need to find the perfect place to call home. Rated the top individual agent in 2223 and dozens of five-star reviews. Give her a call, 780-994-0280. That is Rini Buclan, Shark of the Park. Okay, Zuby, uh, how's everybody doing on the stream? What's the topics on this Sunday night, my friend? Well, as I unmute myself, almost got caught in a familiar honest mistake. There. Honest um, mistake. Even yeah. smart people do that. All the time. <laughs> um, going all, all the way back to the beginning, Quaddy, uh, he he's um, speculating that there's a Stretti's world on eggnog coming soon. And uh, <laughs> o- Obelisk asks, "Do you spike the eggnog?" Though I would say that's implied. The question is, what do you? What's in your eggnog? What specifically yeah. is going in? There? I don't actually. I don't. And if it, so, I will. What I'll do is even cut it more. I'll put it with uh, Pellegrino. So I'll put like what? one half of that and one half of eggnog, and I find it just loosens it up a little bit more. It's not quite as heavy. So that's so, like extra light. But then it's fizzy. Fizzy. It, it not it. It seems to be muted the fizziness, um, just because eggnog's so heavy. It, they kind of milk product and egg product has a, a way of doing that. Yeah, it's quite delicious actually. Quite delicious and nutritious. If you're looking for a lighter side of it all, <laughs> do, you, do you do eggnog at all, Zuby? I I can do like maybe half a glass once I, or twice at Christmas season. That's it. I can't. I, I could not drink a full glass of eggnog. No you know chance, what happens man. when it when it hits the store? I haven't bought one yet this year, but when it hits the stores, I get all excited. I buy like four liters at Costco. I have I drink like maybe one liter of the first two. And I end up throwing the rest out because it's too it's too much oh. it's too heavy. But I do love it. I love it with uh, some spiced rum and some nutmeg. That's it is oh, a wonderful classy. Christmas drink. Classy guy. Um, okay. Peter Lavallee says loosens it up. I think you mean curdles it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll make one. I'll make one uh, one night here. I'll put it together and I'll let everyone just watch me sip this deliciousness. Oh, and sorry, this could be potentially very important. Michael Jarrett doing a doing a little bit of research for us. Streds, he was looking up trying to find out who that goalie was that you told the story about. Uh, he says, was it Alfie Michaud or Christian Bronsard? I don't know. It, 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 
doesn't it felt like it was a European player. I because he the way he yeah, I don't know. I either hey it doesn't doesn't seem to fit the bill. Neither you were clearly the kind of guy that took the new guys under your wing, hey. Like you know, oh, yeah. not like Mark Messier taking them out to buy him a suit and have lunch with them. No. Like you don't even know until the guy's name. I wouldn't talk to a player until they had a hundred points or fifty goals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zuby, let's get to some some meat and potatoes here. Let's go. Okay, Calvin C. says, I assume the Oilers tried for Zadora, but Flames wouldn't want to retain salary plus. Oilers would be bottom of the trade partners. And just piggybacking that, Peter Lavely says, odds of acquiring Tanev, staying in this with these Calgary defensemen. Do you think the Oilers were in on Zadorov? Mm. Would they take a shot at Chris Tanev? And would they be a a trade partner? would Would the Flames even consider it? Yeah, I mean, I think, would you make a call on Zadorov? Probably. Big, strong, good defender, tough. He, he's a lot of what they need. Uh, I just, I don't know that the things would have ever been serious there. Like the Oilers, the Oilers need to make a targeted move at the deadline. That's when you're talking about adding the big piece, like Ekholm was the big piece last year. It'll be a targeted move at the deadline when they know exactly what they need, exactly where they're positioned. They'll know how much asset to give up. So, you know, is Tanev a possibility? For sure, because of his contract situation. I think it probably makes it more tenable. Um, They would have called on Zadorov, I'm sure, but I don't think it would have been too serious. Well, where does he fit, right? You've got uh, Ekholm, Nurse, and Kulak. So does that mean Kulak moves on to the other side? Uh, if that happens, what happens to Darnay? What happens to Broberg? Um, how do you fit that money in? It's probably going to be Fogel going out the door or Kulak. Like there's there's so many pieces. Like Vancouver is able to move that contract a Bolivier because of the fact that Chicago needed someone. They needed someone to play, not just a. They needed a warm body. They had a little yep. bit of skill. So it, it, it. I just don't think it would have been. You know, there's so many pieces to move. It's not just one in one out like we saw with the Canucks. Um, Bison mask guy, among others, uh, asking about adding playoff experience to the others. We've talked about this a little bit before, but of course the name that's uh, coming up a lot right now is Corey Perry. So let's speculate just for a minute and say, let's say if the dust settles on the situation, he's cleared to return. Nothing more comes on, on that end of things. Is he a guy the Oilers should be interested in adding to their roster? Yeah, and, and uh, um, so you say when the dust settles on that situation, I, I think there's a lot of road that needs to be traveled between now and then. So obviously we're speculating down the road that Corey Perry gets through whatever he's going through right now, comes out the other side. There's a make good. Obviously there's somebody on the other side of this story that we don't know who it is. Um, and that, you know, reparations of some sort would be made point being if the dust settles and there is a potential return to the National Hockey League down the road, months down the road, I would say. Uh, yeah, I do think Corey Perry is a player that Ken Holland would and you know probably should be interested in. I've said it many times. I think they need Stanley Cup pedigree in that room. I think they need not just somebody who's been there, but maybe somebody who has been there and been counted on in those big moments and had to be the guy at, on center stage, which Corey Perry most certainly has. So, Struds, I think we need to learn a lot more about what went on. The orders have tons of, and any team would have tons of due diligence to yeah. do, make sure that the situation is completely settled on all fronts, including that situation out there completely. 
But just from a hockey standpoint, I think it makes some sense. You? Yeah, so everything you said is 100% right, and I, I 100% agree with that. The other piece of this is when Corey's working on himself or, or going through the steps that are required, what is, you know, if he plans to return to hockey or anyone wants him to come back, is he able to maintain a level of fitness that would allow him to return in two or three months from now? And, and as a team, that'd be, that'd be one of my concerns. Not the top of the list, because everything else has to get sorted out. But at the next thing is like, have you been skating? Are you working out? Like, how where's your cardio at? Because he's not a spring chicken. This guy's been around. He knows what it feels like to be ready. But you know, we're we're let's we're in December. So let's let's just put December away. So you got January, February, March, right? You kind of got to get that done by. So he has two and a half months to go through everything Shogger talked about and work out and be ready and be permitted to come back into the NHL. I don't know. It's, it feels like a lot to get done, guys, in, in a short time. I'm just going to throw Pat Maroon's name out there again because, again, I still think yeah. he's a guy with cup final pedigree. He's a guy that helps in the locker room. He's a guy that makes you tougher on the yeah. ice. He's a guy that knows the players involved. Um, I like it. And we'll see which way it goes here with Minnesota, right? They're getting a nice bump under their new head coach. And we'll see which way it goes. But I would throw that name out there before – I would throw Corey Perry's just because of everything that's going on and all that we don't know. And it'll be likely months before we know. But you know what? Fair question, because there is a hockey element there too. Go ahead, Zuby. Uh, JL wants to know if there's any updates on Dylan Holloway. Uh, we didn't ask Chris Knobloch today, uh, but JL, fair point by you. Uh, I think I'll be down there tomorrow. And if I remember, we'll try and get an update. At first, we thought it was months. And then we were sort of told out uh, weeks. So probably time to get to a firm update, but the Oilers could definitely use that speed and energy. And I am really interested to see what kind of a new coach kick Dylan Holloway could get here, Struds. If there was anybody that was poised for a new coach kick, I'd have thought maybe it might have been Dylan Holloway. Yeah, and, and it seems like things have calmed down a little bit with the Lions, and he wants to promote stability. So I think that a guy who'd really benefit from that would be double five there, Holloway. Yeah. Uh, McDavid's Holy Socks asks, are, are the Oilers rolling with the same lineup against the Canes? Yeah, lines, well, I mean, they didn't have Evander Kane on the ice today no. and Darnell Nurse, but lines look to be structured largely the same, and why would you change them, Strads? Yeah, I, you know, you, you, you finally got, I just used, finished using the word stability. You have stability, and you, you just keep it going. The guys are feeling good about it. Now, they, these aren't going to last right through to game 83, we hope, uh, 83. But you got to just, you know, if something's going well, just let the guys feel it for a little bit longer than just uh, a few a handful of games. Um, Shane Matheson says, uh, Jack, Pac Jack, Jack Campbell coming back in and playing good is a positive for all, whether it's to back up or his trade value doesn't hurt to give him a game every four. That, of course, contingent on him playing well. But would you guys agree with that statement? Yeah, I mean, look, they, there's, there's going to have to be some internal solutions. If Stuart Skinner is going to be the solution for their starting goaltending position, and it looks right now like he's trending back in that direction, we'll see. But, you know, you have to find some internal solutions. And they when they did this deal with Jack Campbell, you know, they married themselves to the ups and the downs. And now it's a, it's a heavy, heavy down that's coincided with the team uh, heavily, heavily being down, but it would not surprise me struds. And you know me, I've been consistent on this. It would not surprise me if they exhausted this one a little bit more. And if Campbell didn't get more of a look here. 
Yeah, and it, you know, and I, I, I totally get that and respect it. Um, you know, your reporting there. So, I, I'm not sure that if he plays super well, how much his trade value goes up. Like, I think that there's probably some concern around the league about what his value is, um, just because it hasn't gone well. It's, it's now a year and a half, right, in a new, in a new market. So, I think no matter what, you're probably paying to offload Jack Campbell if that's the road you go down. Few more zoobs. Um, Buys a mask guy wanted to know, Streds, this is kind of in your wheelhouse a little bit. He says, uh, should hitting clinics be making a comeback instead of banning hits at the youth level? What needs to change? You have thoughts oh, on that? Oh, man. Sure. Oh, boy. Can of worms. Uh-huh. Jeez. <laughs> Buddy, just at the end of the pod, we start this up. <laughs> so listen, I know there's a lot of research out there and I and I get it. This this is how I feel. Um, you know, I, I, I coach in a league where there's modified hitting. And I and it's hard, very hard to ref, and at times it's very hard to understand as a coach what is allowed and what isn't allowed. But before the kids sprout up in different sizes, I think it is healthy to introduce it when they're relatively the same size, and you can understand. And coaches have to teach. I don't teach how to hit. I teach how to be ready. You know how to be ready to accept it. How to take to to take it to brace uh, yourself to know where the wrong areas of the ice are, and then I think you worry about the hitting. Um, so that, so I, I mean, to revisit the whole thing, I think it'd be a lot to ask, but I do think that some kind of modified hitting at, at a certain level earlier than it currently is would be worth exploring again. I got uh, one to a good one to end on here. That's a little bit of, a little bit of sort of fantasy hockey, if you will. Peter Lavely asked, asked a question. If you could bring in one previous oiler, he says not Messier or Gretzky. Who would it be? What previous oiler would would the current team need to really truly get them over the hump? Who would make the biggest impact? Chris Pronger. Not even close. That's hard to argue with. <laughs> uh, I might say Grant Fuhr. Grant Fuhr. Uh, that's a pretty good one too, buds. You know, I mean, uh, we're bringing in Hall of Famers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure you can get it wrong. <laughs> Is anyone saying Jason Strudwick? <laughs> yeah, I wonder how far down the list we'd have to go before somebody fired that oh, one out there. Shane Matheson says Glenn Anderson. Black Havoc 14 says Fuhr. Noah agrees Pronger. Bison Mask Guy goes Steve Smith. Brock Harrison says Cujo. Come on, Brock. If you could really go with any Oiler goaltender, no disrespect <laughs> to Cujo. But man, you could bring Jason Smith. What? There's a good one. That's or a good one. What, what about this one, guys? Mike Pekka. Yeah, you know what? A little bit more nuanced, right? Like, let's take the yeah. Hall of Famers. Let's take yeah. all that craziness right. out of it. Right. But what what realistic style of play could they really use to drop into the lineup right now from a former Oiler player? Yeah, you put I Peck like at that. third line center behind Leon Bottom and Connor. Six, yeah, my God. And then it's then it's McLeod and I guess Fogel on the wings there, or McLeod fourth line center. Like that changes the look of it. And stout hitter, like it's. That would change the look of that top nine and the bottom six. Peter Lavallee chimes in and says, Fernando, he wants a return (laughs) of the half-melted candle. All right, that was (laughs) Ask Us Anything, brought to you by Rini Bouclan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty. Time to wrap up the podcast. As we do, we go to our United Cycle Gem O the Day. It's definitely your home for hockey. Sticks and skates, masks and pads, they can get you outfitted and ready to dominate on the ice. Check out their great gift ideas for the sports lover on your list. 
visit www.unitedsport.ca. I have one, Strudge, or you want it? You want okay, you have nope. one too? Go ahead. If you got it, fire I away. I mean, you, you referring to you, you saying that Fernando Pisani's starting to look like a half melted candle. <laughs> I don't know that there's anything. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people on the stream would agree. That, that's got to be it. You got some splaining to do with your bud there, bud. Know. He knows. He, we forgive and forget. That's how we do. Because he always talks about being bald. But you know I love you, Fernando. But that was pretty funny, you have to admit. What would yours have been if you were picking another one? Did you have one? Uh, Rob Brown. So I told Ken Hitchcock to F off in mid-practice. <laughs> I didn't see that, that one coming gooder. tonight. <laughs> that was a gooder for sure. All right. Thanks, Freddie. Good job tonight, buddy. Yeah, likewise. Have a good night, everybody. All right, Zoobs. Appreciate it, my friend. I think we're going to drop one more pod before the orders get back to action. I believe we're going to shoot for Tuesday night. I don't know if we've talked about this as a group yet, so I'm kind of informing you guys right now, yeah. too. We'll get the schedule done, but potentially one more pod before the Oilers are back in action. A huge thanks to everybody that jumped in on the stream with us. Uh, absolutely love the conversations we get to have. But there's still good suggestions coming in. Essa Tikkanen, Sean says. Bring back Essa Tikkanen. Uh, thanks so much for joining us here on uh, YouTube and on Got Your Back. And big thanks to our title sponsor, Sherwood View with GMC. Have a great finish to your Sunday, a great start to your week, and we'll talk soon.